Hey everybody, it's Dan Mullen. You hope you're doing well. So much has emerged over the last few days with regards to the Florida school shooting that I really, really wanted to get you guys up to speed, perhaps in the hopes of um, invoking a groundswell for institutional reform or dismemberment or just a general patch-up of human society as a whole. So of course, as you know, on Wednesday, February 14th, 2018, about 2.30 p.m. in an eerie reenactment of the Valentine's Day Bowie song, 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz opened fire at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killing 17 people and wounding 13 survivors. After the shooting, Nicholas Cruz's younger brother, Zachary Cruz, was involuntarily committed under Florida's Baker Act, which allows an individual to be held involuntarily for up to 12 hours for an involuntary psychiatric exam. Zachary Cruz had been living with family friend Roxanne Deschamps, who noted on social media that she had had a prior dispute with Nicholas over a weapon, noting, quote, he bought a gun and wanted to bring it into my house. The New York Post wrote to Chad Bennett, a family friend, said Deschamps gave Cruz an ultimatum and Cruz chose the gun and he left. And people have pointed out, it's a fair question. I mean, these guns are very expensive. Where does the guy who works at a dollar store get this kind of money? Who paid? And also, I just wanted to mention, so he went to move in with another family. Wouldn't you tell that new family about the issue with the gun so that they could be on alert? Again, it's just this kind of lack of communication. These barriers, these, these walls, this vacuum that exists, this space between us that evil uses to transmit itself. On its way to the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, Cruz took an Uber, and after the shooting, Cruz left the scene of the crime by blending in with fleeing students, heading to a subway at Walmart and then to a McDonald's before being taken into custody by police. September 2016, Nicholas Cruz was investigated by sheriff's deputies and the Department of Children and Family Services after cutting his arms on Snapchat, and noting that he wanted to buy a gun. Self-mutilation, self-cutting, self-attack is some very, very dangerous stuff. So he was investigated. Sheriff's deputies, Department of Children and Family Services. Look at all these groups that stand between you and the psycho killer. Department of Children and Family Services report, quote, Mr. Cruz has fresh cuts on both his arms. Mr. Cruz stated he plans to go out and buy a gun. It is unknown what he is buying the gun for. Cruz's final level of risk is low, as he resides with his mother, attends school, and receives counseling through Henderson Mental Health in Broward County. Now, this is, I guess, fall, early winter, September 2016, Earlier, the reports were that he'd not received mental health counseling for a year. This does not seem to be the case. Is anyone ever going to be held responsible in the government? Is that completely gone? Has the state severed itself so much from any residual responsibility to the community that asking for accountability has become a fool's quest? The Snapchat incident of um, cutting his arms and saying he wants to buy a gun, alerted the Department of Children and Family Services, the Broward Sheriff's Office, the Broward School District, and Henderson Behavioral Health about Cruz's situation. And what we here have is layers, layers and layers of bureaucrats charged with keeping your children safe and alive who did what. 
Over a seven-year period, police were called to Nicholas Cruz's home 39 times due to various reports, including missing person, mentally ill person, child-slash-elderly abuse, and domestic disturbance. Over a seven-year period. Now, in some of those years, he would have been an adult. Why were no charges laid? Why did he not have a record? Why did he not have a flag in the system that would have prevented him from legally purchasing a firearm? We don't need more laws. We always want more laws because the existing laws and standards aren't being upheld. But if existing layers of bureaucracy and layers of legality, elderly abuse, child abuse, illegal, domestic disturbance could be illegal. The fact that existing standards barely exist and are barely enforced means that having the fantasy that one more layer of illegality is going to solve this problem is mad. You understand? It's crazy. According to the Florida Sun Sentinel, a mobile crisis unit from Henderson had been called out at some time in the past to figure out whether Cruz needed to be committed for psychiatric treatment under the Baker Act. The the DCF report said no date for that visit was provided and he was not committed. So he was on the radar enough that a mobile crisis unit was sent out to see whether they should basically tie his hands behind his back in the self-hugging suit and roll him into a psychiatric ward. He was not committed. What does it take for the law, for mental health services, for child protection services, for the sheriff's department? What does it take for them to act? Or have they been so thoroughly infected in this leftist idea, one more chance, one more chance, one more chance? Well, we all see what happened to New York in the 70s. Adoptive mother Linda Cruz told the mental health professionals that Cruz had been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, and autism, and had been prescribed medication for the ADHD. What was he on? What are the side effects of what he was on? Does it produce homicidal rage, suicidal ideation? Linda Cruz claimed her son's cutting behavior was a reaction to, quote, a breakup with a girl who was cheating on him, end quote, and that they, quote, had to end the relationship because it was unhealthy for everyone. Someone commented on the last video I did about this and said, So, Nicholas Cruz gets a girlfriend, but I don't. Ladies, you gotta up your game. I'm sorry, you've just gotta, you've gotta up your game and stop dating these people. Linda Cruz also told investigators that her son did not have a firearm and that she had confiscated his air gun due to his unwillingness to follow rules to only shoot it, quote, within the backyard and at targets. Ultimately, Cruz was not committed, as a counselor determined that he, quote, was not at risk to harm himself or others. And a team found that he was, quote, stable enough not to be hospitalized. Now, the time frame for all of this is a little murky, of course. But I'm going to go out on a limb here as an amateur in the field, as well, not even in the field at all, as a guy who's got no accreditation in mental health professionalism, I'm just going to go out on a limb here as a rank amateur and say, I don't know, if the guy's cutting himself on Snapchat, if he's hacking up his own arms on Snapchat, he might considerably be considered a risk to harm himself. 
if he is already not obeying rules with his existing gun, and maybe this air gun or some other gun was the one that was used to shoot at chickens or whatever, if he's already not obeying rules about gun ownership, the air gun ownership and how to use it, then he is, of course, at risk to harm others. So approximately five months later, on February 11th, 2018, Cruz legally purchased the AR-15 that was used in the slaughter as he had, quote, no criminal record, and this, and thus, and this passed the required background check. Great job, everyone. Cruz's gun purchase came just three days after he was kicked out of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. DFC spokesperson, spokesperson Jessica K. Sims. Based on the information at this time, these, this individual had no involvement with Florida's child welfare system, including foster care. Other information related to this individual as an adult is confidential. According to Florida law, a court must order the release of these records. In the spirit of full transparency, the department has petitioned the court to be allowed to release any and all records we have on this individual. Now, this rule that is, of course, in a lot of places, that whatever happens before the age of 18 is magically scrubbed from anything available to people after you're the age of 18 is not a very good law. Given that personality is kind of set in place by about the age of five or so, I don't think there's any magical healing that happens between your teenage years and your adult years. And so I do think that people need access to this kind of information. I uh, think of Trayvon Martin, think of Mike Brown and, and others. People need access to the information of what you did, particularly in your mid to late teens. Broad Sheriff Scott Israel also noted that the sheriff's office was reviewing an estimated 20 calls that may have involved crews. Quote, if we find out, like in any investigation, that one of our deputies or call takers could have done something better or was remiss, I'll handle it accordingly. At the end of the day, make no mistake about it, America, the only one to blame for this incident is the killer himself. See, now that's just not true. That's just not true. Because there was a wide variety of other bureaucratic institutions that had care, custody, and control, and authority over this young murderer. I mean, the mother clearly couldn't control him. She couldn't even take away his... his um, well, she couldn't control his use of the air gun, and uh, she couldn't control him. She needed to call the cops, or somebody needed to call the cops 39 times. There was no way that the mom was in control. The father died when Nicholas Cruz was five. And so the idea that no one's to blame for the incident but the killer himself, no, sorry. No, 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 no. If you guys are called 39 times, you have ownership here. If DS, DFC is involved, you have everyone who touched this kid in any position of authority, from teachers to superintendents to, um, to cops to bureaucrats, you name it, the adults in his life, anybody who had any kind of authority, particularly any kind of legal authority. No, no, no. You guys have ownership of this too. Otherwise, if, if it's entirely the fault of the people you have authority over, then, well, let's just disband you all, right? Former classmate Brody Spino described Cruz as, quote, an evil kid, end quote. Described an incident where Cruz, quote, cornered a squirrel and was trying to throw rocks at it and kill it, and that police were called to the Cruz home, quote, almost every other week. Cruz public defender, Melissa McNeil. All of this 
could have been prevented. It makes me sick to my stomach because there are 17 people, including numerous children, who are dead and several others who are injured. I don't know. I don't think they should. Reagan should never have presided over the closing down of all these insane asylums, of all these institutions. Just turn people loose on the streets. More votes for Democrats. Chief Assistant Public Defender Gordon Weeks said, Every single red flag was being thrown up by this kid four days after his 18th birthday, and nothing was done to help him. This community has been devastated. The, the system didn't only fail him, it failed the entire community. I don't know. I hate this word failure. This is not strong enough. You know, if, if someone's car fails to start, that's a bummer. If when they turn the key, it explodes and takes out half a block, that's more than the car failing to start. Cruz told authorities that he heard voices in his head that told him how to carry out the school shooting. Uh, just a footnote, these are probably distinct from the voices in Oprah Winfrey's head telling her not to run for president. The public defender, Gordon Weeks, mentioned that the defense would be exploring their client's mental health and the, quote, possibility of autism, end quote, noting, quote, we are trying to save this young man's life, end quote. Well, I guess he's willing to throw the reputation of all autistic people under the bus to save this young man's valuable life. October 2017, a neighbor filmed Cruz acting erratically, shooting a BB gun, bottles, cans, and buckets in his backyard, dressed only in boxer shorts and a red Make America Great Again hat. On January 5th, 2018, a person close to Cruz contacted the FBI national tip line expressing concern over his, quote, gun ownership desire to kill people, erratic behavior, and disturbing social media posts, as well as the potential of him conducting a school shooting. The information should have been directed to the FBI Miami field office for further investigation, but that didn't happen. Blood on your goddamned hands, people. And no one will be identified. And no one will pay. And nothing will change yet. FBI statement. A person close to Nicholas Cruz contacted the FBI's public access line, PAL, tip line, to report concerns about him. The caller provided information about Cruz's gun ownership, desire to kill people, erratic behavior, and disturbing social media posts, as well as the potential of him conducting a school shooting. Under established protocols, the information provided by the caller should have been assessed as a potential threat to life. The information then should have been forwarded to the FBI Miami field office, where appropriate investigative steps would have been taken. No, no, no. The FBI is far too busy defending the Democrat Party by chasing illusory Russian collusion with Trump. There's no possibility that they have any capacity to actually prevent, say, children from being gunned down. Here's the thing, too. Just a little point here. Just want to mention the two reasons why Cruz was considered less of a risk and was not institutionalized was A, he was living with his mother, and B, he was going to school. Now, he was kicked out of school, and his mother died. Any follow-up? Anyone care? Anyone do anything? No. But they get big, giant pensions and lots of free health care. Hmm. FBI statement continued, We have determined that these protocols were not followed for the information received by the PAL on January 5th. The information was not provided to the Miami field office and no further investigation was conducted at that time. FBI Director Christopher Wray, 
We are still investigating the facts. I am committed to getting to the bottom of what happened in this particular matter as well as reviewing our processes for responding to information that we receive from the public. What? What do you mean reviewing your processes? The processes were already there, Chris. Already there. You get this, you call, you send this information over to Miami. Protocol's already there. I mean, do you have a protocol saying don't forward information that is crucial to the people who could do something about it? Is that one of your protocols? I'm guessing not. See, they review processes so they don't actually have to, I don't know, charge people with accomplice to murder. I mean, I'm just speaking out of my butt here, but accessory to murder, enabling death, not doing your job. Nobody has to get fired. Nobody has to get disciplined. Nothing happens. So they're just going to review processes because it's this giant machinery called processes that makes things happen. Christopher Ray. Now, again, he's new to the organization, so take that for what it's worth. He goes on to say, it's up to all Americans to be vigilant. <laughs> they were. Chris, they were. They really, really were vigilant. People tipped you off. Was up to nine months before, there was a report of him talking about a 1966 clock tower shooting incident where he said, I want to do what he did about the shooter. Somebody contacted the FBI and YouTube saying that uh, this somebody named Nicholas Cruz, impossible to find, impossible to find Nicholas Cruz, you see. Now, 4chan can somehow magically find a LeBeouf camera pointed at the sky by following cloud patterns, weather, and the contrails of airplanes. They can find the camera pointed at the sky in the middle of nowhere. But the FBI, with tens of thousands of employees and a multi-billion dollar budget, cannot find somebody who uses his own name on the internet. So Americans were vigilant. The police were called. Child Protective Services were involved. The sheriff was involved. The FBI was alerted. YouTube was alerted. Everybody was vigilant. You guys screwed up. He goes on to say, and when members of the public contact us with concerns, we must act properly and quickly. We have spoken with victims and families and deeply regret the additional pain this causes all those affected by this horrific tragedy. All of the men and women of the FBI are dedicated to keeping the American people safe and are relentlessly committed to improving all that we do and how we do it. It's a funny thing, you know, with the FBI. Whenever the leadership is revealed to be hopelessly corrupt and running Defense for the Democrats. Everyone's like, well, but the, the rank-and-file FBA members are wonderful. They're great. They're fantastic. Those dedicated, hard-working, disciplined, blah, blah, blah. Well, i got to tell you this, guys. It was not the directors of the FBI that failed to follow up on any of this stuff. Guess what, guys? It was the rank-and-file. FBI directors and senior executives are not taking tip calls from the outside world. It's the rank-and-file you think are so wonderful. It's rank-and-file, wonderful FBI members who just have no problem working for a fairly corrupt and inefficient organization. But they're wonderful. Come on. Florida Governor Rick Scott said, An apology will never bring these 17 Floridians back to life or comfort the families who are in pain. The families will spend, will spend a lifetime wondering how this could happen, and an apology will never give them the answers they desperately need. No, there's no wondering how this could happen. The government will never protect you. The government does not care about children. If the government cared about children, there would be no intergenerational national debt. They wouldn't be using children as collateral. 
to sell off the future of freedom to foreign banksters. They would not have terrible government schools. They wouldn't be drugging children rather than reform schools. Uh, they wouldn't be promoting all of these policies which lead to family breakup, which are devastating to children. Oh, look, another fatherless child gone off the rails. Fuck, we've never seen that before anywhere in the universe now, have we? It happens because you put your security in the hands of people who have no incentive to keep you secure. No incentive. Imagine this. Imagine in a school, imagine in a school, you get an A no matter what you do, whether you show up or not, whether you study or not, whether you pass or not, whether you even show up to the exam, whether you write the exam, no matter what you you get an A. Do we think that the quality of education would decline? Do you think that the commitment of the students would decline if they got an A no matter what they did? What if you couldn't be fired? What if it didn't matter? If you dropped the ball that bounced a giant wrecking ball of death on the heads, hearts, minds, and families of 17 people and children. What if you got an A? Job security. What was it? It was insane. There was a study that came out recently that employees of the federal government earn salary and benefits close to $130,000. And for the private sector, it was less than 70. The government will not keep you safe. Look at who they import. Governor went on to say, we constantly promote, see something, say something. And a courageous person did just that to the FBI, and the FBI failed to act. See something, say something is an incredibly important tool, and people must have confidence in the follow-through from law enforcement. The FBI director needs to resign. Well, my question is, what else has fallen through the cracks? You can look, it's easy to look it up online. You can look and see all of the warnings the FBI has failed to act upon, all of the prior terrorists and mass murderers and so on the FBI was repeatedly warned about beforehand. This scapegoating the top guy, especially the new top guy, It's something much more fundamental and important that needs to be reviewed. Reminder that the FBI failed to properly investigate a reported YouTube comment posted by a Nicholas Cruz that said, I'm going to be a professional school shooter. The FBI claimed it could not determine who posted the comment. Boy, if only they had tools. You know what they could do? They could ask all of the hackers around the world who had got their hold on the CIA's hacking tools that were leaked to all the criminals in the known universe, thus rendering everybody's computer insecure and costing untold millions of dollars in damages and takedowns and hostage and ransomware, they could ask the CIA to lend them all the tools that are out there in the hacker universe because they, oops, lost them all. Oops, lost them all. Ask the CIA for those tools and then see if you can find them. Oh, I don't know. How about you do this, FBI? Offer a $50 reward on 4chan to find this mysterious person who uses his own name on the internet. You'll have your answer in about 45 goddamn seconds. You can't find him. Attorney General Jeff Sessions ordered a review into how the Justice Department and FBI respond to indications of potential violence. Yeah, let's have another grand, let's have another investigation. Let's invite a special counselor. Let's review the protocols. Ha! He said, we will make this a top priority. It has never been more important to encourage every person in every community to spot the warning signs and alert law enforcement. Do not assume someone else will step up. All of us must be vigilant. Our children's lives depend on it. This guy 
was known on a first-syllable basis to everyone in their dog who had any care, custody, and control over preventing this, and no one did a goddamned thing. And there are a line of tiny graves and larger graves and lives shattered forever. Let's do a review! I don't know. How about you start creating some incentives? How about if you screw up, you get fired? How about people voluntarily donate to the FBI based on how much value it adds to their lives? How about it becomes like a business? No, then we won't be safe. The FBI is to law enforcement as a Soviet factory is to a Japanese car plant. Former FBI agent and Joint Terrorism Task Force member Jeffrey Ringel said, The FBI will be criticized for a a failing that they have basically owned up to. It's a learning lesson. Unfortunately, a very expensive learning lesson. No, it's not a learning lesson. They knew what they had to do. And there will be no consequences. Ah, the white supremacist hoax. So, on February 15th, 2018, the now ironically named Anti-Defamation League, ADL, published an article entitled Florida White Supremacist Group Admits Ties to Alleged Parkland School Shooter Nicholas Cruz, which attempted to connect the Parkland, Florida shooting to a white identitarian group. The ADL said, A spokesperson for the white supremacist group Republic of Florida told the Anti-Defamation League on Thursday, February 15th, that Nicholas Cruz, the man charged with the previous day's deadly shooting spree at a Parkland, Florida high school, was associated with his group. After self-described rough members claimed on the discussion forum 4chan, see, now there's, ah, there's your first clue, guys. 4chan, those magnificent low-key troll bastards from heaven and hell combined, are regularly dangling the carrots of confirmation bias in front of these snapping giant shark moors of the mainstream media who desperately, come on, we all know when a shooting like this happens, what do people do? What was his race? Who was he associated with? Who did he follow? Who was his political party? Who was... Uh... And they're desperate. Desperate dependent on Trump supporters. He wore a Trump hat. Anyway. <sighs> so, Roth members claimed, said the ADL, on the discussion forum 4chan that Cruz had also been a member the Anti-Defamation League called the ROF hotline and spoke with an ROF member who identified himself as Jordan Jerub. Ah, JJ. Jerub, based in Tallahassee, is believed to be the leader of Ruff. In 2016, he was arrested on charges of threatening a staffer in the office of Florida Governor Rick Scott because he was allegedly angry at the staffer's son. Jerub said that Cruz was associated with Ruff, having been, quote, brought up, end quote, by another member. Jerub added that Cruz had participated in one or more Rough training sessions, training exercises in the Tallahassee area, carpooling with other Rough members from South Florida. The mainstream media wasted absolutely no time in widely disseminating, disseminating the Anti-Defamation League story tying Nicholas Cruz to Jordan Jerob and the Republic of Florida group. AP, leader of white nationalist group, has confirmed suspect in Florida shooting was member of his organization. The Daily Beast, white supremacists claim Nicholas Cruz traded with them. Students say he wore Trump hat. In school, GQ, the Florida shooter's ties to white supremacists shouldn't surprise anyone. ABC News, Florida school shooting suspect linked to white supremacist group, ADL, Huffington Post. White supremacist group says Florida shooting suspect attended their trainings. Time, 
Accused Parkland shooter Nicholas Cruz was a member of white supremacist group Newsweek. Well, I guess, yeah, they were able to finish this title before the FBI dragged off their keyboard. <laughs> Boy, you published one Jeff Tucker article. Newsweek said, What is the Republic of Florida? Alleged school shooter Nicholas Cruz linked to white supremacist group. Slate, alleged Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz was a member of white supremacist group. Now, as far as I understand it, they want to separate. They want a white state. Um, I don't know white identitarian, white supremacists, all kind of confusing to me, but they go with white supremacists. So there we go. Ah, They continued, Metro school shooting suspect Nicholas Cruz is part of white nationalist group. Denver Post, Florida school shooting suspect belonged to white nationalist group. Media, media, mediaite. White supremacist leader posted lone wolf activist strategy was spotted with shooting suspect. Salon. White supremacy group, Florida school shooter was a member. New York Magazine. Florida school shooter linked to white supremacist group. PBS, leader of white nationalist group, says Florida school shooting suspect was a member. New York Post, suspected school shooter trained with white nationalist militia. So, you know, you know how every time there's an Islamic shooter, they tie it immediately to Islam, which they never do? Never do. But one guy <laughs> says, and, uh, and later, the AP said, well, apparently he, he lied. And as if it's not their job to figure that out, all right? The Daily Beast. Jared claimed Thursday morning, Cruz was a part of the Republic of Florida. This is a difficult subject, he said. I've been taking calls all day on it. I'm many things, but I'm not a liar. I can't lie. He was part of our organization. He wasn't particularly active in it, but at some point he came to Tallahassee with, I believe, the Clearwater ROF. I know he didn't live in Clearwater, but I think that was the company he, cl- he clicked up with. After taking... A moment to check notes. Jerob, confirmed Cruz, came to Tallahassee with the secretive cell from Clearwater. They called him Nick. They didn't call him Nicholas, he said. Now, just by the by, a guy whose name includes Jesus Cruz might not be front and center in a white identitarian group. Just a possibility. Jareb said, uh, I've been in the same room as the guy, but I don't know the guy. He said, I don't know precisely what he believes. I know he knew full well he was joining a white separatist paramilitary proto-fascist organization. I know he knew that much. So some guy named Nick. He goes on to say, I'm not trying to glorify it, but he was pretty efficient in what he did, Jareb said. He probably used that training to do what he did yesterday. Nobody I know told him to do that. He just freaked out. Cruz received at least one of his guns through the white supremacist group, according to Jarob. I think somebody brought him uh, Mosin Nagan, but that's a bolt action. He had a semi-automatic in the school, Jarob said. The Daily Beast. While no motive has been described by police, Jarob speculated that Cruz may have allegedly committed the massacre out of hatred for Jews or women. Sure. Space alien. I mean, just, yeah, who knows? He's, um, Jared speculated, said, there's a very real sense of feminism being a cancer. That could have played into what he did. But we have female members of ROF, Jared said, adding that, quote, we're not a big fan of Jews. I think there were a lot of Jews at the school that might have been messing with him. So he didn't really know the guy. He's just, he's just jawboning. He's trying to get publicity. He's using the mainstream media to raise the profile of his 12-person LARPing in the swamp group. I don't know. Why would he shoot so many men if he hates women? It's basic questions that any reporter would ask. ABC News said, 
Three former schoolmates of Cruz told ABC News that Cruz was part of the group. They claimed he marched with the group frequently and was often seen with Jerob. Jerob told the ADL that Ruff had not ordered Cruz to take any such action. He told ABC News he has not spoken to Cruz in, quote, some time, end quote, but said, quote, he knew he would be getting this call, end quote. He would not comment further, but emphasized that his group was not a terrorist organization. The Uncounty Sheriff's Office, Lieutenant Grady Jordan said, we are still doing some work, but we have no known ties between the Roth, Jordan Jerob, or the Broward shooter. Tallahassee Democrat wrote, Jordan and other law enforcement sources declined to comment to confirm whether they had spoken to Jerob, who is no stranger to Tallahassee law enforcement. Jerob did not answer repeated phone calls following law enforcement officials saying they found little to lead them to believe. Cruz was connected to the organization, which has a scant following of around a dozen members. Hmm. A white identitarian proto-fascist group that is not a terrorist organization that has about a dozen members. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say not full-time. Now, communism killed more people than fascism uh, in the 20th century. Well, close to 100 million, some say over. A lot, lot of people. Now, communism is all over the place in higher education in America, 40% of anthropologists are outright Marxists. You don't hear that being written out about that much. The massive embedding of communists in uh, academia, in the media, uh, in the State Department, I'm sure still. I mean, remember what happened when um, Joseph McCarthy and Richard Nixon pointed out that there were a huge number of communists in the State Department who helped to deliver China to Mao, which ended up costing tens of millions of lives. Well, they hounded McCarthy into an early grave, and they sure got their own back on Richard Nixon now, didn't they? But a dozen idiots LARPing in the swamp in Florida, oh noes. Associated Press, quote, Jordan said Thursday that his office has arrested militia leader Jordan Jerob at least four times since January 2014 and has been monitoring the group's membership. He says his office has, quote, very solid, end quote, information on the group and, quote, there's no known ties that we have that we can connect, end quote, 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz with the group. Wow. So they're monitoring people, you see? They really stay on top of people. They really make sure that those people are followed and understood and their membership roles are organized and what uh, understood and what they're doing is understood. They're all over these people. A guy buying guns threatening to shoot people and become a school shooter while cutting his arms up on Snapchat. Can't, can't follow him. Can't, can't keep tabs on him. Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, on November 21st, 2014, wrote, Jerob was a weird character, even in the extremist underworld to which he so badly wanted to belong. While almost every neo-Nazi, militiaman, nativist, and racist, racist despises the intelligence report, Jerob wanted desperately to be mentioned in these pages. He flooded us with pleas for attention. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should laugh. I'm going to hell. No, I'm there. So the SP, if they just, just do a little, this guy's desperate, he's thirsty for attention, he wants to go get his name out there, the name of his group out there, I don't know, just run a search on the guy. The SPLC had, they had his number back in 2014. 
And if you don't, if you're like a far right guy and you don't have credibility with the SPLC, that says something. SPLC, November 21st, 2014. In one email, this guy even included a manual titled Jackass Warfare, How Punk Kids Could Destroy an Oppressive Government, filled with ways to blow things up and descriptions of how legally being an asshole can change the world. In another email, Jared welcomed the chance to explain his ideas. We embrace SPLC because your organization helps us with out outlaw image. The spirit of rebellion is not stopped by SPLC, but rather fueled for the flames, Jared wrote. So, and, and this is true. Like, I mean, the, you'd never heard about these 12 guys in Florida if it wasn't for the media. And now, well, how many hits did their website get? How many people are now being exposed to ideas? You know, you blow a fire to make it bigger. SPLC on February 15th, 2018. It may seem odd that Jerob would bring attention to his group by claiming a connection to Cruz, but Jerob has always been somewhat of a publicity seeker. In 2014, in fact, he wrote us to complain that we had not already listed RAF as a hate group. Ah. In April 2017, SPLC went on. In April 2017, Michael Tubbs, leader of the Florida chapter of the League of the South, a well-known hate group, wrote that Jerob, quote, never misses a photo op and called him, quote, a nutjob who should be avoided. Jordan Jarab said, those of you calling me, I can't wait for this gift, those of you calling me a fake white nationalist, go fuck yourselves. There was a legit misunderstanding because we have multiple people named Nicholas in, in Roth, and I got a bunch of conflicting information, and I have not slept for like two days, and so when, brackets, they call me up and ask me yes or no questions, it's easy to blame them, it's easy for them to misrepresent what I say. Are you really going to blame me for the lying Jew media? We know they are liars. Fuck them. It's a great source, guys. Great source to rest your journalistic credibility on. Well done. Data and Society Misinformation Campaign researcher Joan Donovan said, All of our evidence seems to point to the ADL getting this wrong. We have to start thinking of these white nationalist groups as what some of them describe themselves. Media malicious. They think of media as adversarial territory. ADL. ADL shared information from our experts on extremism and claims from white supremacists that we believed could be helpful to both law enforcement and the public due to the fluid and evolving nature of the events. Confirmation of whether Cruz was part of RAF is now in the hands of law enforcement, and that's what the Broward Sheriff's team is looking into. So, On February 16th, CNN... <clears throat> Sorry, little allergy. CNN published an article, Exclusive Group Chat Messages Show School Shooter Obsessed with Race, Violence, and Guns. Detailing comments Cruz reported made in a private Instagram chat. CNN. In a private Instagram group chat, confessed school shooter Nicholas Cruz repeatedly espoused racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic views and displayed an obsession with violence and guns. CNN was added to the private Instagram group by one of the active members in it. Most of the conversation in the group since Cruz joined around August 2017 is between six people, including Cruz. And I guess this is the big white supremacist, white nationalist movement. We got 12 people over there. We got six people over there. But when the Communist Party endorses Hillary Clinton... Yay. CNN says racism was a constant theme in the, gra in the chat group, which was called America. That's apostrophe America, and that's usually a word that's used to sort of denigrate redneck patriotism and so on. So the group was called America, American flag emoji, eagle emoji. Great. A name it was given by Cruz. In one part of the group chat, Cruz wrote that he hated 
Jews, N-word, immigrants. He talked about killing Mexicans, keeping black people in chains, and cutting their necks. You know, he, he shouldn't have shot anybody. He should have got the help he needed. But the gap between who he hated, or who they say he hated, and who he actually shot, it's um, kind of big. CNN. One member even joked about Cruz's particular venomousness, saying that although he hated black people too, he didn't, quote, to a point I want to kill the sick like Nick. Cruz said he hated black people simply because they were black. Cruz hated Jews because he believed they wanted to destroy the world. After one member expressed hatred for gay people, Cruz agreed, saying, shoot them in the back of the head. Shoot them in the back of head. White women drew Cruz's hatred as well, specifically those in interracial relationships, whom he referred to repeatedly as traitors. CNN says, when it was payday, Cruz let the group know where the money was going to be spent. Guys, I got paid 330 bucks. I'm buying body armor, he wrote. Cruz did purchase the body armor, according to receipts he posted in the chat, with a $30 discount and free shipping. Then he asked the group whether it was legal to wear body armor to school. School shooters, he replied, when someone asked why he wanted to know. My goodness. CNN says, at one point in the chat, he wrote, I think I'm going to kill people. After a member told him not to say things like that, he said he was just playing. During one of the anti-Semitic rants in the chat, Cruz spoke of his birth mother, saying, My real mom was a Jew. I'm glad I never met her. Boy, a guy fueled with rage, hatred, and anti-Semitism who has Jewish ancestry. Seems to me there's somebody else in history who matches that bill. Here's the takeaway, my friends. The government is not going to keep you safe. The government is putting you in danger. The government is presiding over a collapse in school standards. The government is presiding over and paying for, in many ways, the drugging of very young children with very dangerous drugs. The government has displaced private and personal and voluntary methodologies for keeping people safe, which is keeping tabs on your neighbors, having chats, having good relationships with the police, making sure that everything is followed through. There is this kind of, you know, throw the ball of responsibility over the fence and never follow up because the government is now perceived to be taking care of communities. Well, the government is not taking care of communities in Sweden. The government is not taking care of communities in South Africa. The government is not taking care of communities and young women in England. The government is not taking care of you. You are, to the government, tax livestock, to be programmed, to be exploited, and to be lied to and bribed into voting for surrendering your own freedoms. Uh, free stuff in, re- in return for freedoms. And the free stuff will pass, and the loss of freedoms will be permanent. The government is not your friend. The government is not your pal. The government is not your father. The government is not your husband. The government is not just. It is not fair. The government is force. The government is the only agency able to legally initiate the use of force against usually legally disarmed citizens. The government is coercion. The government is fire. It is a very dangerous servant and an entirely tyrannical master. And as long as the government continues to grow, your safety will continue to shrink.